listeners of the Baguette Boys and You podcast. I am Derek, your host, and I am joined by not two people today, but three. Before I get to our very special guest for today, Richie, Khan. I know in San Fran, the weather's been kind of ignoring winter, but how is it over there for you? Uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's one of those days that you go outside and you regret why you're going outside. Even if it's for like groceries or something, <laughs> you're just like, I could have done this on any other day. And the worst part about it is, is when the weatherman tells you that it's 33 degrees outside, but the real feel is six. Like, tell me it's six degrees. Don't tell me it's 33 because I'm going out in different clothes. So it's, it was rough. But I don't know. How was it down in New York? It's okay. I've been quarantining most of the week. So, you know, I've been mostly indoors and the heaters feels really nice. Uh, it's been like 22 degrees outside, I think, at the coldest, but it feels like 15. So you do need to bundle up. And, you know, it's no more shorts weather for me. I've been in California for, for a little bit too long and I'm used to wearing shorts. I'm not used to wearing all these pants every day. So you know, I got to bundle up, got to wear gloves, got to wear scarves, whatever it is. And, you know, like Connor mentioned before in some of his goal updates and everything else, running outside, doing exercises outside is not fun when it is cold. But, you know, shivering for 15 minutes outside is like exercising for an hour. So, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> but Derek, you did experience some cold this uh, this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. I did a very spontaneous day trip to Tahoe, and it was cold. I mean, I was like, "Yeah, this is fun. I see some snow. Let me go back and warm now." <laughs> yeah, one day, one day, like, ah, I dipped my toe there. That's fun. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So, can confirm, I would hate it if I was there for the entire winter. <laughs> I can't confirm that as well. Yeah. He was. <laughs> All right. But anyways, as for today's guest, we really do have a special one for you guys out there. Today's episode is on mentorship. So we know we needed to get someone that we all had as a mentor. And we have someone that was a mentor, but I also still think is very much a mentor to all of us. And he is our high school math teacher, Mr. Bobby Imamura. Woo! Yeah. So without further ado, Mr. I, welcome to the podcast. Let's start off by having you give the listeners a bit of background of who you are. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, it means a lot. I, uh, I first of all, I, I didn't even, I couldn't believe that you guys remembered me. And that was, that's the, uh, I think that's the amazing part. But, um, but it definitely means a lot, um, and and I really appreciate it. Anyways, uh, yeah, my name is Imamura. Um, I am a high school math teacher at uh, South High School in Torrance. Uh, I've been teaching there for 18 years now. Uh, I teach calculus and a little multivariable calculus and started computer science. Um, I also am the girls' varsity basketball coach. I uh, have been do doing that for about 10 years now um, and, and doing that. Got, uh, got my cool family, uh, got a couple kids, um, an excellent wife that uh, supports me in everything I do. Uh, without her, definitely couldn't do it. Um, and uh, and my, my newest project, um, oh yeah, I like to, um, sorry, I, I, I tutor a bunch of kids too, um, you know, because math is such a, a subject that, you know, it's not easy for everybody. Um, and I guess I can explain it in a way that um, a lot of kids get, which is awesome. And um, 
I also, uh, you know, do a little bit of a side business. Um, I uh, sell tickets for uh, for festivals around uh, around California. Uh, it started with uh, county fairs around the state when I was uh, oh, like a teenager and through college and stuff. And then it kind of expanded and did my own thing. And uh, and it's great because you know if I go to like Santa Barbara, um, I'll uh, contact some of my old students that go to UC Santa Barbara and have them sell tickets for me and stuff. Um, so I get to employ them. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I've been doing that for about about 15 years now, so uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I think I've counted, and it's about 200 kids that I've 100 to 100 to 200 kids that I've employed over the years, oh. which is uh, which is pretty fun. Um, and just to kind of see them in their college, you know, out of high school and in college, you know, you kind of see them grow up a little bit, and uh, and that's really fun. Um, and then also now, uh, my latest project um, is I'm I like to run marathons, you know. Um, I guess we'll get into that a little bit later, how it all started, but um, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's been a pretty pretty fun experience as well. Dang, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a way to open the show. Let me just say, yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Making me quite excited for the rest of this because we got so many topics topics we can head down and uh, different directions we can hit. Awesome, yeah. So we're gonna interview Mr. I a little bit later, but we're gonna start off how, how we how we always do, which is reviewing our challenge from last week. Our challenge was to record a video of your goals and share it with someone. So Connor and Richie, does anyone want to volunteer to go first? Because I know I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of did that and posted on the Instagram story with our weekly updates that kind of checked the box off. But I don't think we ever like purposely was like, oh, this is exactly for the challenge. <laughs> I think we were just using that as like a, a cheat win in a sense. But hey, sometimes you need those. If I recall correctly, uh, during the episode, we did give ourselves the benefit of the doubt on this one because we did do this for the year in our mm -hmm. first episode of the year. So I think this was a more challenger for our, challenge for our listeners. So if you guys did do it, please let us know. Send us a message on Instagram. Let us know. Share it with us. We'd love to reshare it. Let you guys get some credit. And hopefully we can all cheer you on, help you guys get to where you want to be. You can say that again. Yeah, I agree with Connor and Richie. This one was... Uh... It was a quick small win for us. Um, and I say I didn't want to go first because I, even though it was a quick small win, I sort of goofed on it already because my one minute week in review, for whatever reason, half of it didn't post Instagram. So it just, I kind of just left a bad taste in my mouth. It was a bad week for me anyways, <laughs> but you know, it's a new week. We're moving on. Aren't you the tech guy? <laughs> I didn't study computer science or anything. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna roll right on into our next segment, which is our year review. And this week we're gonna we're gonna grill Richie. So the past couple of weeks it was me, and then the first one was Connor. So this this time we got a little spiel from Richie. I'll pass the mic to you. I don't think anybody got grilled yet, but I guess uh, if you guys want to grill me, feel free. <laughs> so yeah, our year. Um, so yeah, my goals pretty all over the place. Uh, different kind of goals, but. Uh, I'll just talk a little bit about what's been going on this month and I'll dive into my goals specifically from there. So this month, January, I had been in LA for a couple months before this and I, you know, was heading back to New York and now I'm back in New York, as you guys heard. And, you know, I think of the last couple weeks there was spending a lot of time with my family. I don't know that I got everything I wanted done while I was in LA, but I definitely still got some small wins along the way but I did spend quite a bit of time with my family. And I think it's important because, you know, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. I don't know how often I will be heading back to LA, especially with the pandemic going on. But, you know, I did get some pretty good, you know, last minute quality time with them. I was obviously there for six months or so, but 
you know, getting that little bit that you can out of every single uh, moment is really important, I think. Um, so now I'm back in New York City, and this week has been mostly quarantined for most of it. Um, but I'm also looking for new apartments, and I obviously want to um, complete my goals and get these things moving. But also, you know, when just when you think you have a little bit of time, you know, work starts to pick up, and it's just a lot going on. So uh, I do feel like my month has been going well. I think it could have went better so far. But I do think, you know, there's some things that I've been doing that have been putting me in the right direction. Um, obviously, you guys follow the podcast and you guys follow uh, our Instagrams and everything else. And there's just a lot of work that's going on in there. And I think it's it's taken up some of my time. I've been talking to the guys about it. You know, we're working through different things, trying new things. And I think it's I think we've been doing a lot of good things, but also trying to balance that with everything else has been sometimes difficult. Um, so just getting into my goals. So I have basically three for the year. I want to start a business. I want to do a master class every two weeks and I want to read a book a month. So as we dive into this, probably the one that uh, I've been slacking on a little bit the most has been the business one. And I've been probably, probably because it's probably one of the harder ones that I think it's a little bit daunting. So I've been kind of doing the other ones a little bit more, but that's all right. Uh, so basically what I've done here is I've determined what I'm going to do for the MVP or the minimal viable product. Um, I've gotten some designs done, um, just built them on my own and just kind of trying to figure out exactly what I want to do here. And um, I'm not too concerned of, you know, I talked to Derek a little bit about what the release plan is. So if you guys are looking directly at my goals, the release plan really being, I thought this would be a more important, but I don't think it is. Uh, basically, just get something out there and then figure out how to get people to use it is probably more important than what am I going to do after the first release. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much my business plan, or sorry, my business goals. It's going well. I think it's been, again, slacking a little bit. Have I gotten all the things I wanted done? Yeah. Could I have done more? I think so. Um, my next goal, my masterclass, one every two months. So I have kicked this off. I'm listening, or sorry, I'm watching the Neil deGrasse Tyson one on scientific thinking and communication. And I really chose this one. This is the one I was really looking forward to. The reason being because I work in tech also, but more on the product side. And oftentimes what I have trouble the most on is how to explain certain things that are going on or why things are complicated. And I thought this, this would be a really good learning opportunity for me because I do need to explain things to the business. Sometimes the things that they don't really understand and I need to explain it in a way that can help them understand it. And so this was a very good one so far for me. I'm only a couple episodes or not really episodes, but a couple lessons in. Um, I'm probably one third of the way in. So next this next month, I'm going to have to kick it up a little notch to uh, to get it going. But I should have a little bit more time. So I'm hoping that I should be able to get go get that going and get th through with that through February uh, and reading a book a month. So as you guys heard in one of our earlier episodes, I'm reading The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's, I think it's going really well. I have about, um, probably about 45 minutes or so left in it. And it's been pretty good to go through this because it's really interesting. He takes a lot of different examples and different things that are going on in people's lives and tries to explain it in a way that, you know, makes you, makes you really think how important positive thinking is, just like what the title suggests. And it's, it's been really inspiring to kind of go through it. You know, it, there are some unexpected things. It's actually pushes a lot on 
uh, Christianity. I think the book was written a hundred years ago. So, you know, different time that, than there is now. But I think when you really look at it and really, you know, not necessarily focus on the Christianity aspect of it, but just the power of positive thinking, it really is important. I think it is something that you can uh, relate to your own life and really take things away and, and understand that, you know, every night before I go to bed, it is important to um, be positive. And when you wake up, you want to start that day with positive thinking. If you can do those things and get through the day with continually being positive, it will definitely help you out in different aspects of your life. So overall, my month, I think it's going well. I think I could have done more. I think we can always say that. Um, but I think for sure, February is going to be uh, is going to be a little bit more. I'm going to have a little bit more on my plate and that's okay. I'm ready to do it. And, uh, you know, now that I'm in New York, I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit more like I got some more of my own time to go and do these things. Um, but yeah, I think January has been good. I got about a week left and I should be able to close everything out that I wanted it to. So I, I think it's going well. Bravo. Bravo, senor. Yeah, for real. I mean, I know you, you feel like you didn't, you could have done more, but the fact that you could talk about all that so well, like that, I think that speaks volumes to how much you're putting into this. I think that that's first and foremost. Damn, dude, don't make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I do want to ask you though is, uh, you talked about your MVP and how you feel like you could, you didn't do as much for the business. What do you know what the MVP is or what it looks like right now? Yeah, so I've been going through. So really, what I did was I went through a bunch of different relatable um, things that I wanted to do that are out there already. Uh, and basically it was like, all right, this, I really like this aspect of what this company does or this website is and want, took those, like took screen grabs, took different things like that. And was like, okay, like when I really, really get into designing this out and really like starting to write the, like the WordPress of it, um, this is what it's going to look like. This is what the, this is what I just in picture the homepage looking like. This is what I picture this page looking like. Um, the hard aspect which I was talking through the past couple of days with some of my buddies is uh, marketing. Once I get this out there, what am I going to do? Uh, and I guess I've separated the two concerns. Like that is a very real concern, but I think it's secondary to just like, let me just do the product and we'll figure out how we're going to get it out there next. Um, and I think when we first started in January, I was kind of worried about both. And, you know, now I'm just like, look, I just build the thing and we'll figure out how we're going to get people to use it after we get it. Um, at the end of the day, like this isn't necessarily something that needs to make me money or anything. This is like, hey, I wanted to just get my feet wet and building a business and figure out what's next. What's next? Like getting people to use it is something totally different than, you know, ultimately um, just building a product. And so I just wanted to separate the two. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I love that. Well, yeah, you, you have your website. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd like to uh, come back to that business question, because when you talk about January goals, you said, I want to build a business in a year. Yep. And so do you feel like you don't feel satisfied with the growth or progress you've made already with starting a business because there was no January specific goal? Yeah, I think when we were talking about January, it was more around design than it is anything else. You can't build, you can build business. I think we can talk about that, but I think you could build a business off of pretty much anything. You could build it on whatever you want. Um, mentoring, <laughs> you could do coaching, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think for me, I wanted to try to build something totally different. I wanted to do something that is different because 
I want to get my feet wet in other things. I don't want to be, I, I do project management, program management, product management. And I, you know, oftentimes what it ends up leading to is like internal consulting for my own company. And I, you know, want to do something other in a different field. I want to try to push myself beyond just like what I already sort of do on a day to day. And I think that this is a way to do that. And it's hard. It's tricky. It means that I'm going to have to learn. And so for this business, yeah, it doesn't feel like I've done much because, you know, I haven't really put in grinding effort. It's been more of like design. What am I actually going to do? And trying to figure out what the plan is beyond before I actually do anything. And I think that that sometimes feels like less than you're actually doing. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I think you're being a little hard on yourself because it seems to me like you got a lot done. You got Maybe. a lot done on what you wanted to do. But I don't think there was a specific thing that you wanted to accomplish in January that would have like satisfied you or satiated you in a sense. For sure. Yeah, I could see that like more targeted. Hey, this is the thing I'm going to complete. And With I can actually mark. mark. Yeah, exactly. Yep. For sure. That, and that, that's, that goes with the positive thinking. I love that you're reading that book. And I love how you twist it off spending six months at home with a positive attitude about it. Because living on your own for X amount of years to going half to go back to where you grew up, it can be tough for some people. And a lot of people can see the negatives out of that and to come out with a positive aspect. I mean, I'd, I'd kill to see my, my family right now. I haven't seen them in a like gracious setting in a long time. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to recognize that the, the powerful, the positive thinking that you're, you're portraying right now is, is good. It's good energy, my friend. Um, very positive right now. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I'd say, based on, actually from the positive thinking reading, is there any like insights you've you've gleaned besides just the overall power of it? There has been. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think this week I asked about mantras, and I think that's something they cover in the book pretty well. Mm -hmm. Is like different mantras that they use, different mantras that you can ask yourself. I think one of the primary examples that what the author was talking around was you know this guy again this is a pretty old book but this guy lost a lot of different things in his life and i think it might relate to you know covid today um but anyways he like lost his business he lost all these things and the guy was talking the author was talking to this man and he was saying hey like tell me what's going on and so the guy said you know i've lost everything i've lost all these things blah 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 and the author was saying okay, well, what things do you still have? And, you know, he couldn't really write anything down specifically. And so when the author dug deeper, he was like, do you have a family? Do you have a wife? Do you have mm -hmm. kids? Do you have all these things? And he's like, yeah, I have friends. I have this, I have that, like, blah, blah. And he's like, then you do have stuff. Like you haven't lost everything. And he really gets into the weeds of like, you know, we very much rely, we think of our lives so much in the construct of our careers and different things like that. Um, but, you know, there's more to life. There's more to different things. And we need to be grateful for the different things that we have in our life. And it's not always, you know, just our careers and this or that. It's not always one thing. There's so many aspects to your life that you can be grateful for. And you just have to be positive. You know, things will find a way to turn around, be grateful for the things you have. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot there. Uh, it's a, definitely a very deep book. And it makes you really, you know, question so much um tripping up on the little things, so to speak. Don't trip up on the little things. You can't do that. There's so much to be grateful for. And uh, just kind of ending every day and starting every day with gratefulness is, is a great way to just uh, stay positive throughout everything. Yeah. You, you literally put a smile on my face. Let me just say yeah. that, was, that was great.
as he steps down off his soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I know my mouth's getting a little dry here. We might want to go to the next uh, topic. Yeah, let, let's move on. We've we've given you enough enough airtime. <laughs> um, but cool. So now we will pass that airtime over to Mr. I because we will be interviewing him and just kind of getting trying to get a little insight. And obviously, we had him all as a teacher and had a great time with him. But get a little bit more of the insight into all the amazing stuff he's done. Because you guys heard it in the intro. He's he's done a lot. So we want to get a little bit of that. So Connor, I'm gonna have you ask the first question because Richie's a little tired over there. I guess I guess. I'd, I'd love to to go into the teaching aspect of it because you know being a teacher is a very respectable profession and it's very underappreciated because a lot of the times you find especially in high school growth happens so much uh, i mean i i've grown so much since high school and i've grown so much when i was in high school it's insane to think that you uh you know know it all in a sense uh, as a student but do you find yourself mentoring a lot of students? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of goes with the job, I guess, because um, you do. You do spend a lot of time um, with with the students. And, uh, you know, and I always try to, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I always try to, you know, talk to every student every single day. Um, you know, that's always something that's always been a big uh big point of mine, I guess. Um, you know, and a lot of it was simply because in high school I really didn't have too much of a mentorship. I mean, I mean, obviously my parents were, were big and I had a big brother that I looked up to, but, um, but it, at school, you know, it was pretty much just, you know, do work and get out. I mean, it, there wasn't really a connection with any of my teachers. Um, and so, you know, when I, uh, when I, when I fell in love with teaching, I knew I wanted to teach, you know, when I was in college, um, you know, that I was a little upset because I was like, you know, I, I should have gotten this. Um, but yet at the same time, it kind of drove me to, um, to make connections and to try to just, you know, help each other, help students out. You know, like you said, high school is such a, uh, a growing time, you know, for, for all the students, um, whether they have, you know, and they may have, you know, problems that they need help with, um, or they just, you know, need help with, with their math, obviously. But, um, but in general, I mean, I, I just really wanted to help kids, you know, that's, that's kind of how I got in the profession. Um, and as soon as, you know, and, and really that's, for me, that was it. You know, once I figured out that that was my love, that I just loved helping kids and helping them succeed and and helping them grow. Um, I think that's what really, um, you know, inspired me to become a teacher. And that's kind of where, where it kind of forced me in, which, you know, I'm very fortunate that um, that I found what I really liked. And I was, you know, pretty good at it, too, I guess. Yeah, that always helps. <laughs> you def definitely are. Was there a specific moment that it clicked that you can speak to? Um, yeah, I mean, when I, so I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, um, and, um, it, it was kind of weird because, uh, I took, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 18, you know, typical, you know, teenager or whatever. Um, and so I took a calculus class, you know, my freshman year, first, first quarter, you know, did really well in it. And then, you know, but it wasn't my major. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I, um, I didn't take a math my second quarter, which, um, I actually really missed. It was the first time in my life that I had never been in math, which, you know, I, I never thought that I was good at it. Um, I, I actually didn't really want to be good at it because of uh, the, uh, the typical Asian stereotype that kind of went with that. Um, and so, um, but, but then though, that's when I started helping a lot of the people in my dorms, I helped them with their math and I just, I just loved it. I mean, I thought it was the best, you know, just to help them and, and just to see their, their, the light go on and, and see them understand it. I mean, that's, it, it was awesome that then that's kind of when I was like, you know what, I, I, I should, I should do this for a living. I should teach. 
that I, that's i mean that's amazing i i've also had moments like that and i never thought of pursuing something like that but i guess for people who do want to be a teacher what would you say to them like what would you say like there, any, any advice when they first start out um i mean you know if if you're in it for the right reasons like you know to help students to help them succeed and then because that's really what it's about um you know the, the money is not very that great um especially how much work we put in um but you know i mean it's you know the the, the product and stuff i mean it's 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 worth it you know um you know what whatever i mean it is it is a lot of work um and it is a lot of um you know time to you know lesson plan and, and a lot of extra money to spend but you know Overall, I think if you're in teaching for the right reason, you know, to, to, you know, hopefully help kids or, you know, that's that's really what's it. You know, I think the teachers that had, you know, that want to do it just for like a fallback, you know, or have summers off or something like that, um, you know, they're really not in it for the right reasons. And, and I honestly think that the kids that you teach will see that, you know, because um, I think I've always felt that, you know which which i which really you know helps me as a teacher is the fact that i'm invested in them and i'm invested in, in the profession and i love doing what i do um and i think you know kids kind of see that um i don't know i don't know if you guys did but um you know i hear that a lot that that it does happen and it definitely affects them i completely agree it's very noticeable and i think kids don't really have the guts to kind of come out and say it uh, obviously i think some kids will you know you hear around oh, i don't like this teacher i like this teacher but i think it goes to show those teachers that really put effort into helping kids grow. Um, and you were definitely an influence on a lot of that. And uh, so I kind of, Derek, did you want to say something about that? I say on that vein of thought, I have, I have two things, personal things with Mr. Ad that I wanted to bring up. Um, one that y you do exemplify that and you do, it very much shows because I distinctly remember that if you were late to class, you had to use the shake weight <laughs> and I thought I just remember in the moment, I thought that was the best way to just like make kids laugh, keep them engaged, doing something. I, I was just like, I was never late because I didn't want to look like that idiot doing the shake weight. But it just like it was such a fun way. And I just loved it. And it was just such a good way to have like a bonding experience with the whole class. So thank you for that. I'm sure I competed in some minutes at some points, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. High school, high school. But um, Richie, did you want to say something about that? I wanted to add my personal experience, how Mr. I, we somehow convinced him to start throwing batting practice to all of our baseball games. So, or at every practice. So he started, he started coming out all of a sudden we, we tried to convince him. We're like, yeah, we need somebody to throw batting practice, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh, I can do that for you guys. And so he, he came out and started throwing batting practice on his own time. You know, we asked our coach, he said, yeah. And, and he started coming out basically whenever we needed him to throw a batting practice to us. And you don't find a lot of people that one want to do that. And two are taking their own time to do it with, you know, not getting paid to do it. So, you know, he's definitely get, went the extra mile to just, you know, benefit us in any way possible. So it was, it was definitely, you know, one of those guys that you kind of look up to and, you know, one of those teachers that you really, you know, is inspiring to have around. Yeah, no, it's actually fun because uh, I actually still do that. Um, I still go out maybe once or twice a week, um, and it is it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, especially because you know I coach girls basketball, um, and so right after the girls basketball season, um, I'm out on the baseball field, which you know reminds me of high school because that's you know that's how it was for me. You know, I played basketball, and then right after basketball season, I go out to baseball, and uh, and it's great, you know, because. 
I mean, um, you know, there's just a different dynamic um, in teaching girls and boys. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of fun, and uh, and it's great. Everything I do, you know, I coach my now I coach my son's team to do, and uh, his baseball teams. It's a lot of fun, you know, just to kind of be around and uh, yeah, help them That's do awesome. what they want. That's awesome. Um, I kind of want to trade or kind of go back towards the the mentor side of it because you said you've you know you've helped or employed over 200 past students, which I think is incredible because I don't think a lot of teachers can say I've been in contact with two of my 200 of my students past the class that they actually took with me. So how many students do you find yourself like mentoring after high school? Because I know as a teacher, you're kind of just you are going to be a mentor no matter what. I think kids are going to look up to their teachers, especially if it's a teacher that's really inspired them or helped them grow in some way. But going past that, I mean, those 200 kids that you keep in contact with or that you feel comfortable communicating to them, hey, I want you to do this for me. Can you do this? Uh, how many or how do you find yourself getting into that situation? Just, I just want you to kind of talk about being a mentor past that classroom setting. Yeah, that's something that kind of um, it, it, it just kind of started off kind of weird because, um, you know, doing I do these festivals and stuff and it's always hard to find employees that um, are really reliable, you know, ticket sellers that, you know, can handle cash and are really reliable and are good with with um, with the patrons coming in. And um, and so I was like, you know what, um, I'm going to start using my students because, you know, um, first of all, I mean, I have pretty much had like almost it's, it's pretty much a job interview their whole year. You know, because um, I really get to know them and I kind of, you know, I really um, know the ins and outs and how they think and, and how, especially how their math skills are, first of all, things like that. And also just being on time, you know, because for me, you know, that's a big thing. You know, I mean, you, got, you brought the shake weight and stuff, but it is. I mean, that's um, that's probably one of the main reasons why I, I won't hire somebody is if they're not on time and things like that, um, because that's all about respect and, and, and respecting a job that you have to do. Um, and so, yeah, so that it, it kind of started out that way. And um I, you know, it just, um, it just kind of developed and, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how it, it, it came about. It just, you know, I just started getting shows everywhere in San Diego and Santa Barbara, all these college in Pomona, all these places that have colleges that yeah. I send kids to. And, um, and, and it's great. Cause then afterwards, um, you know, we could talk, see how school is going. You know, I mean, obviously I do ask them if they need any advice, you know, um, because I know the college life is, is quite different than high school. And, uh, sometimes they'll tell me, sometimes they won't. And, uh, so it's just, it's just a lot of fun that way. Um, and I, and like I said, it's just, I, I really enjoy seeing them in a different light. You know, that's really it. You know, that's, that's amazing. Cause you know, we're curious, especially as we grow, we become more curious and curious. So with a lot of those uh, people that you've mentored, do you find yourself getting into uncomfortable conversations? Because I, I, I eventually do want to work with kids. I do want to help you know, athletes become better athletes. And there's a lot of growth that happens. And I know there's a lot of kind of things that you might not agree with and they might disagree with. And I guess I'm just trying to find out how you kind of communicate different styles or different lifestyles to that person if they're asking something to you. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually haven't been in like an uncomfortable situation where like they ask me like a personal question or they want advice on, you know, something that I'm like, I don't really think you should be doing that. Right. right? Um, so, so I guess I've been lucky in that form that, okay. um, you know, that I haven't really gotten there yet. So, oh man, now <laughs> that you 
that though. I, I, I know, I know. I've, I've cursed it. I've cursed it. You have. You have. <laughs> the, the one thing I wanted to ask specifically was, so you've talked a little bit about all the different things that you do, uh, your career-wise and your non-career-wise. Well, one thing I wanted to talk through was exploring new things. And how do you explore new things? How do you decide I'm going to explore this new thing? I know you just started running marathons. How'd you explore that and, and other things that you explore? Um, you know, I mean, you guys talked about it in the previous episode, just trying something, um, you know, trying it and see if you like it. That's kind of a thing that I do, I guess. Um, you know, the thing about the marathon, um, that's kind of a, a funny story in itself. You know, um, I don't know. Do you guys remember Mr. Hetman? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was like our four, it was like, I think it was around my 40th birthday, 41st birthday. Um, he wanted to run the long beach marathon and, uh, it was on a, it was on a bucket list of his. And, um, and so we're at dinner with my wife and she goes like, Oh, you can't run a marathon talking to me. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> yeah. um, sign me up. Um, I'm going to run this thing. And, uh, you know, I'd never been a runner. So, you know, pretty much that next day I, I go out and I could barely run a mile. I'm like, Oh man, what did I get myself into? You know, because uh, you know that's that's kind of what it always is like. You know, if if a challenge is presented to me that I think I can do, I'll, I'll try and do it. And so uh, so yeah, so I trained you know six months or whatever, and 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 ran it and uh, ran it in like four thirty two, which you know I ran it right like like I kind of did the typical beginning mistake where. Um, I went out too fast and then I hit a wall around mile 18 and, and I was miserable. Um, but it was, but it was kind of neat because when I was bong or when I hit the wall, there was another guy hit the wall with me. And so we're kind of walking and sharing stories and he was telling me, cause he had just ran Chicago and he was like, Oh man, it's so amazing. You know, um, the crowd supports amazing. And he's like, you gotta try and do it. So I was like, all right, I guess. So, um, so I, you know, after I finished that marathon, I was miserable and, uh, but I was really pissed off at myself. I was really mad because, you know, I didn't do, you know, cause I had a goal, um, to run like about 4:15, and I didn't. So I was pretty upset. Um, and so I kind of did some research on Chicago and I said, you know what? Um, I am, it's a lottery. It's about 40% chance of getting in. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put my name in. If I get in, I'll keep doing this marathon thing, even though it's pretty painful and I hate it. Um, but if I don't get in, you know what? It just wasn't meant to be. And so I got in and um, yeah, I've been just running it. I think I had a 410 in Chicago. I've been, you know, knocking down about 20, 30 minutes every marathon every year. Um, and so I, I, I ran New York in November 2019 and ran what, 315. Um, and wow. just, um, yeah, I just, just, it's now like an obsession. You know, I Talk run about six, a yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a runner's high, but I don't know. It's just, but I run like what six days a week. Uh, I get about 60, 70 miles a weekend. Um, you know, so I don't know. That's just, and and for me, it was. It's you know, being an athlete, you know, it's really hard once you step off the court or the field or whatever you are. You know, in college, you know, it's really hard to kind of feed that um, competitive drive, which you know, which I've always had as an athlete. Most athletes do. Um, but as a runner, like I feel like I'm competing against myself. I'm competing at the time. I'm competing about you know, things that I want, and um, and so that's why I think I've really been obsessed with it because it still feeds my competitive juices. So. Yeah. Is, is there any advice that you would give to similar people in the same position as you are? I think we're, a lot of times when we're talking, we're talking about, hey, hey, like, you know, other 20 year olds or other people that are, you know, slightly younger than us. 
Um, but you know, our parents listen to this and other people that are older listen to this as well. Uh, is there any advice that you'd give them on how to try new things or try to get motivated to do new things? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and this is, this goes with teaching and coaching too. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people when especially trying something new they don't like it because it's uncomfortable right or um you know they they feel awkward doing it or something like that and you know for me i've always really stressed especially with my son and things like you know if it's uncomfortable that's good you know that means it, that you know that will help you grow that will help you get better because again if you start something it's really easy you know it's probably too easy for you you gotta you know ramp it up and you know if you want to get good at something you know you should be uncomfortable you should be you know that's fine and that's that's as a person that's kind of how you grow i feel um is is kind of you know doing that and it's really hard um i know because a lot of things I've tried, you know, that that I didn't really like, you know, um, or or you know that that's kind of how you know it's it's from the uncomfortable. I didn't really like it, but you know, um, I think though as a whole, it does make you better. It does make you better than anything, you know. And you really just discover something about yourself, even even if you don't like what's what's happening, you probably get something out of it, you know. No, I, I love all that, and I just want to quickly say that, like you, the fact that you do these marathons and you've gotten your time down so much is inspiring me right now because we're doing a Spartan race in March, and I'm really not training well for it. But this is making me like, all right, I, I need to go train. But look, I want to ask one last question for this segment because we're going to move on soon to the main topic, which is that you, I, I think it's apparent to the listeners that you're very much like a, a big doer. Like you go out and do a lot of things, and you have like marathons and r running with with Chris, which we haven't really talked about, but like all these different things in your business, which is amazing. What, and I want to know like the root of it, like what habits do you have in your life that have really enabled you to kind of do all those things and, and keep doing those things, right? It's not just like, Hey, this is uncomfortable. I want to do this. But like, are there any habits in your life that, that have really helped you along the way? Um, I, that that's a really good question um and i think what um you know there's a couple things that i think really have inspired me to to, to do some of the things like this um i think the first thing was uh so so this is going to be kind of weird but sophomore year uh i was cut from my jv basketball team i had made it my freshman year i played my freshman year but i didn't do i didn't do much in the summer i was kind of lazy or whatever and i got cut my sophomore year um, talking to my coach, he said, because you didn't get better, you didn't, you know, kids passed you up and things like that. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting because growing up, I played soccer and basketball. So I could have played both in high school or one or the other in, in high school. So I was thinking about, oh, well, maybe I should just screw this basketball thing and go to soccer. But I was like, wait, I don't want to do that. I want to get better and I want to make varsity my junior year. And so it kind of made me work it was one of the few times, you know, especially you know that early in life i was like you know what i got to start working and i started getting so it, it made me start working um and it was and it was a challenge almost like he gave me um to get better and um and so so that worked and i, I did play varsity two years um another thing too um when i was at slow i interviewed for a teaching job and um and i thought I did really good in the interview and stuff but um but i didn't get it and um and they didn't like you know a lot of things that i did and um and again instead of being mad, it I really dissected and understood what they told me, and um, and I really used that to try and make me a better teacher that I have now become. So I think failure, I think that's the big thing that has really driven me um, to do these things. Um, and I guess too, my wife says it all the time, I don't really like to do nothing. Um, she says that when I just sit there, I look kind of bored and I kind of freak her out because she's like, 
go do something. I'm like, well, I, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I guess, I guess I'm just an active person in nature. Um, but you know, I mean, that's kind of how I was raised up. I was, you know, I played lots of sports and I was really busy with, you know, high school I played, you know, a couple of sports and I was in marching band. So I did a lot of stuff. So, um, so I think that's kind of where that stems from too. And, oh, and I was also too, um, when I started working at the fairs, you know, um, it was actually my first job, um, which, you know, uh, I had been, I, I'd applied to a lot of jobs, um, you know, senior in high school and I didn't get anything. And this was the first job I got, which, you know, for me that, that meant a lot. Um, and, uh, and again, it made me work and it made me, um, you know, just become, yeah, just, and, and so it was, uh, you know, during the summer of, of, so pretty much the summers of my college years, um, I pretty much worked cause I, I went around state fair, the county fairs around the state of California a lot. So I would work pretty much seven days a week, about 84 hours, 84 hours a day or 84 hours a week. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and I would probably have about two or three days off in the whole summer. Um, but that was, you know, this cause I wanted to, you know, I wanted to work for him because he gave me my first shot. So I think that, you know, all just a combination of all of those things kind of just made me really just motivate myself. And, and I wanted to do well for people, things like that. You know? Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, thank you for, for sharing uh, all the stories with us. I, I think all the listeners are going to appreciate it. Uh, I hope so. I haven't really told many people those things. So, yeah. Oh, nice. So without further ado for the second time we're going to move on into our main topic so now all of us are going to are going to talk we're not going to just kind of pick on one or the other actually it might come out it's happened before so maybe we'll pick on one of one, one person at, at will we don't know but we're going to be talking about mentorship today today is our last day with our ship series and it's exciting because obviously we have a mentor between all of us um and originally i'm gonna we're gonna go to mr i first but i'm gonna give him a little break since we just grilled him for a few few uh minutes so I'm gonna start off with my definition of mentorship. Um, Connor and Richie, if you guys wanna give yours, feel free to chime in. But the way I see a mentor is just someone who shows you the way. Just short and sweet, someone who's just showing you how things currently work. And I think it's important because you can't really excel in, in any field without knowing how things currently work. And I think that's an important distinction. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, when I think of like mentorship, it's obviously between one and another, uh, between two people and helping somebody become more knowledgeable in whatever they're trying to be mentored in. But like I was telling Mr. I earlier, I mean, I think a lot of people are mentors to other people without even knowing it. So I think in a broader sense, it's somebody who helps you grow in a specific area. And that's kind of where I lead that because mentorship is obviously a little bit more specific. But if you're talking broader range, just trying to help somebody grow. I think Connor hit it right on the head. You know, it's helping somebody grow. I think that there's typically it's in a specific area. So you could have obviously a career mentor, but you can also have like spiritual mentors or whatever it might be to help you in all different aspects. And I think it is super important. I think it is around, you know, one to one kind of communication about helping each other, helping, sorry, somebody helping another person to to continue to grow and get better in a specific area or field. Nice. So, uh, given all those those aspects of mentorship, I want now I want to ask Mr. I a question because I think this is really good for you. Um, I really want to know what you think the difference between a mentor and a coach is. 
I think they're very hand, they're much very much hand in hand. Um, you know, it's obviously it depends on how involved you are, but um, but yeah, for the most part, um, and also too, I guess it depends on when you're a coach of the person, right? Like if you're coaching like five year olds, you know, you don't really mentor them too much. You're almost you're almost a babysitter and you're trying to not let them beat each other up. I mean, that's kind of like the goal there, right? I've, I've done that before and it's, 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 it's tough, <laughs> but, um, but no, I would say like the older you get and, you know, the more serious the athletes get, um, I think they're very much this very similar thing, you know, where, um, yeah, I mean the coach, yes, you're trying to coach and, and, and make sure that the team's on the same page and play as a team and stuff. But at the same time, though, I mean, I always feel as a coach, um, I always try and, you know, make the person grow, you know, um, you know, whether it, and it's, you know, for me, it's through hard work, you know, um, it's through hard work, through failures um, and understand that's part of life, you know, um, because really that's it. You know, I think um, as a coach, you know, we're, we're kind of I just try and teach them life lessons, you know, and I mean, I really won't say that I'm a mentor. Um, but, you know, I mean, now that, you know, you've kind of put a word to it, I definitely feel that way. And I, I, I feel that the importance of that, you know, and then as a teacher, you know, um, or as a mentor itself, was that is it a mentor or a teacher? You said Sorry, I said mentor. Mentor. Yeah. I mean, for mentor, I think it's more um, kind of like Richie said, more specialized um, in, in certain areas and stuff um, where I coach, coach, I feel was more broad. Yeah. Just to jump on top of that, I think that typically when I think of a coach, you know, even like my boss coaches me, but I don't know that I would call him a mentor. And I think the reason I think that is because he's directly involved. So he knows exactly what to coach me on to make me better versus a mentor might be looking at my career as a whole or whatever as a whole and being able to think, help me think through um, not just my current situation, but my longer term situation and being able to help me. Like when I think about like LeBron James, for example, like he taught, he texts, you know, Michael Jordan and other people that are not necessarily involved, but they, they treat them like a mentor, right? Like Michael Jordan as a mentor versus when I think of um, like his coach, he has a direct coach and that coach is trying to coach him on that specific, uh, that specific team and trying to make him better. So I think it, I think coaching and mentorship is very hand in hand, but I think I'm trying to separate the two also, just like Derek asked the question that way. So if we dive into a little bit of that, how do people in business find a mentor? Great question. So the way I think about this is it's typically somebody that you've interacted with. Maybe it's a boss of yours or somebody that, you know, you look up to in your field. I think it can be very tricky. There's also different people like you can't necessarily rely on Gary V, who's a great person out there um, to be a mentor of yours necessarily, unless somehow, you know, you get some of his time. I think typically the way it works is like you you have to interact with this person in a way, um, whether it's on LinkedIn or however, um, you know, reach out to them, you know, just try to get, you know, in contact with these people and try to understand, you know, tips and tricks to make your life better. Um, I think mentors, I think mentors are hard to find. I think, you know, you know, this person might give you tips or tricks one time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's, you know, going to be your mentor. Um you know, I think it, I think it's a tricky thing. Um, the way I've done it personally is more along the lines of people that I've interacted with in the past. Um, so one of my old bosses that I, you know, still interact with him pretty often. I am very much like Mr. I mentioned earlier, um, you know, somebody that gave me my first job was just kind of one of my old bosses. And, you know, he's somebody that 
kind of I look up to because he looked at things beyond just his career and just kind of everything in general. And so whenever I have any questions or thoughts or anything, um, I typically reach out to you know him and kind of get his ideas on on different things. Um, but I also think I have sponsors. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I <laughs> did broke that up into multiple syllables, but uh, sponsors. <laughs> um, yeah, I have sponsors who um, who work with me at my job now, who kind of just uh, sponsor me to get, you know, volunteer me almost to be like, hey, this person's really good. This person's somebody you should, you know, interact with, um, somebody that can help us, help us as a company. And they kind of put me in positions where, you know, to um, raise my exposure and different things like that. And I think that those are two different kind of people. Um, you know, a sponsor is not necessarily somebody involved, not somebody that's going to coach you necessarily, but this is a person that, you know, can, can help you out, can help you um, get in front of, you know, different people and help you get to potentially where you want to be. But yeah, I think that trying to find a mentor for me, um, how I've done it is, you know, interacting with people that I've run into in the past. But I also think that there's, you know, LinkedIn and different things out there that, you know, just trying to get a conversation with that person and try to build a relationship is really important. Um, but, it, you know, just like any relationship, I think it kind of, it, it has to go hand in hand and like there's a give and take. Um, I'm not saying you need to give, like, give them anything necessarily, but they must like also like be looking for uh, a mentee, so to speak. Um, I think mentees, being a good mentee means like you need to, um, you know, give them feedback, let them know what's going on, but also, um, you know, help you kind of help them in their own career because their their advice that they're giving you is also um, advice that they would want to give themselves. And I think I think it's tough. I don't I don't really have a good answer, but I, I hope that kind of sums up a little bit of it. What I think. It does. I, I want to answer this question too, but Richie, you said something that I want to touch on, so I'll get to it afterwards. Uh, my experience finding a mentor in the professional world has been kind of hard. Uh, I also think it's mostly attributed to me being kind of lax with a lot of things. I think I'm fundamentally a lazy person. So as long as everything's working out, I'm kind of just like, you know what? It's just working out. I don't need a mentor. I don't need to do anything. So I had some really good... Um, not mentors, I forgot the word. Oh, people managers at Red Hat when I was there. And they were great and I loved talking to them, but there wasn't a very active relationship with them, um, which I think it falls on both parties. But I think the point I want to emphasize is that even though a mentor is pretty active in your life, it is on the mentee to take an active role in the, in the relationship too. The, the quote that I like is that it's not a teacher's job to teach the students, it's a, a student's job to learn. Um, the, the teacher or the mentor can only do so much. It's ultimately the student who has to actually do the learning. Um, the other thing that I want to bring up, what Rich talked about with Gary Vee, I think Gary Vee is more of a role model than a mentor, than, if anything. And I, I say that because I actually broke down the difference between coaches, mentors, and role models before we did this. Um, the shared trait that I found between all three is respect. But the varying qualities is that with mentors and role models, you like them. But then with role models, you don't have an active relationship with them, right? It's just someone that you look up to and you kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I look up to that person. Um, the thing with the coach that I found that I think Richie was also saying when we were talking about MJ and all these things is that you don't necessarily have to like your coach, right? Your coach is there to, if needed, to, to put your, his foot up your ass and get you across the finish line. Um, whereas mentors are there, you, you like them and respect them. So I just thought there's a lot of, there's a little bit of a Venn diagram going on there that I just wanted to point out in my mind. Great visual. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mr. I, I know you uh, interacted with, you know, your old boss, you mentioned that, you know, he's definitely somebody that you wanted to work with, uh, you know, given those 48, 44 hour work weeks, you know, three days off in the summer. Why did you want to work for him? Is Was he a mentor of yours or something? Um, you know, how, how would you classify him, I guess, in, in your career? 
Um, yeah, I think um, he uh, I think he really showed me the value of hard work um, and honesty, you know, um, those two things and, and being being punctual and, and things like that and being able to manage people, um, which, you know, I, I have a great deal of respect for um, because it really helped me become a teacher and just the person I am. You know, um, he also gave me responsibility, which, um, you know, before that I didn't have it, which, um, you know. Um, when you're responsible for for things, you know that uh, I think that makes you grow up a little bit um, and and understand things like that. Um, and and just in general, I think um, he really, you know, I think a, a big thing for mentorship too is is experience, you know, and talking about your experiences, um, you know. So I would have to make the same mistakes, which um, you know he did. He talked to me about different experiments, experiences, and 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 things like that, and and to see life in a different angle, which. Um, you know, I think is, is huge to be a mentor. Um, and so, yes, I, I would, I would call him a mentor. Um, I, but again, there was, there was many of them along the way that, um, that I, that I've seen, but, uh, but yeah, but to your point, I think it's really tough. It kind of depends on the workplace that you're in though. You know, um, you know, if it's a social workplace, I think it's a little bit easier to, to find a mentor. Um, but if it's not, you know, if it's, especially like in the tech world, I would think it's really tough. I mean, I've never worked in tech, but I can imagine if you're like in a cubicle, I think it'd be really hard to find um, find a mentorship because you need that interaction, like you said. I think that's uh, very important. So uh, now that we kind of like move into that like tech industry, because I think you're absolutely right, Mr. I, it's a little bit more difficult for people to find that mentor. So I kind of want to direct this to Derek because you've been in that setting and you've kind of said like, I wasn't exactly what I thought that mentor would be. Do you think two people can mentor each other? Ooh, the quick answer is definitely yes. The more uh, caveated answer, if you will, is that I think it's it's tough because especially in the world of tech, things are changing so much. You need to know what you want. I think that's the biggest thing. Where like the the field is changing so much that you don't even know what you want to be mentored in. And that was like the, the problem that I had, where it's like. I'm learning this programming language and this style. And it's like, yeah, there's these mentors for that. But like, I don't like, do I want to learn that? I don't know. Like, how do I ask them about this? Even if I don't know. So there's just all this like nuance to it that you, you don't know. But if you do have a mentor mentee relationship, I think that especially in tech, it can go both ways because with things changing so much, the mentee or the student is likely to be more on that um, frontier of the new technology coming out. So I think hmm. it's an interesting question. Well, I mean, I, I was open to anybody because I mean, Richie, you're, you're in, in project management. And you you work with a ton of people. I do. And I know it can be a little scary getting to the start of things. So how do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, could I be your mentor? Since and you be my mentor? Well, the way <laughs> I think about this is, I don't think that you should seek necessarily to be a unless you really want to get out of this. I don't think that uh, you should try to seek for the mentor mentor relationship. I think that you should always be seeking for being you know getting a mentor. I think it's important you know, trying to get that advice, bounce ideas off of, you know, trying to understand, like Mr. I said, you know, trying to understand, you know, what challenges or things that they've run into uh, that you can hopefully avoid. And I think that's important. Now, what I will say to Connor's question is that I think that they're oftentimes probably more to oftentimes than we know it. Um, relationships and mentor relationships are likely mentor to mentor relationships in some way because you might be looking up to this person in this way and you you guys are talking about all this advice and whatever it might be um but i i 
can also see like what Derek said with the with the amount of respect that one another has with each other it can probably turn into a mentor mentor type of relationship where he or she also sees you as a mentor because of the advice that you guys have been talking about and making change uh, I would recall watching I'm blanking exactly on his name um, but the guy who's always saying know your why you guys remember his name uh, uh, Simon Simon Sinek yeah so Simon Sinek said one of his mentors, you know, started out as him looking out, looking for a mentor and finding a mentor only to find out that his mentor actually saw him as his, as a mentor also. Huh. So that mentor, mentor to mentor relationship actually does exist. I, I just don't know that necessarily you should look to be, Hey, I'm going to Derek, you're going to be my mentor and I'm going to be your mentor. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> cause I think it could be a bit challenging. We got some mentorception going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think it's a great question. I actually want to change up the, the topic a little bit. So the prompt I want to give you guys, that, so you guys have to think about it. I'm going to answer it first, but I want to talk about the benefits of having a mentor or being a mentee or when um, being a mentor or mentee is, is crucial. And I'm going to answer this because this is the time of the podcast where I say some um, reminiscent, sappy memory um, since Mr. I is on. I, I, I have a perfect moment for, for this for me because I think mentorship is crucial in a lot of different ways. And I remember for for my math for my multivariable cl like class, we I don't know what happened, but I just remember the class was so rowdy at some point, and it was I, I we were just like having fun, and instead of like laying into us, Mr. I kind of leaned into that fun, and out of nowhere the dollar sign Z was born, <laughs> and I just remember my class like loved this like random inside joke of having like a dollar sign Z as our variable name. I don't even remember how it came apart, but we all loved it. We were all paying attention so much more. And I think it just, again, speaks volume to Mr. I that he he recognized that we we weren't really like like trying to pay attention to like normal math, but he made it like a lot more fun and enjoyable. And then he recognized that. So I think it was just a, a great time and it really, it really was a crucial thing. So now I'll open it up to the floor. When do you guys think mentorship is crucial? And it doesn't have to be lighthearted like that. It could be something more serious if you want. I think now, now being should always have one. Should, what an should answer. Always, we should always be looking for one or have one in our life for different aspects. I don't know that there is a right or wrong time, but it, you're definitely going to want one during the challenging times to bounce ideas off of, you know, when you want to look for a new career, having a mentor is somebody that can help you too. I think it's somebody to bounce ideas off of. I think Derek, you're going you're going through that challenge now, you know, looking for a new career, trying to start a new path. I think if you had somebody before that, you know, this is something you could talk about, con like conversations that you could, you know, um, be having that just help you smooth it over, you know, take some of the worry away a little bit. You know, you have this person that you can talk to about, you know, be open and honest with. That's not going to, you know, anything you talk about, it's not going to hurt it, hurt your, you know, relationship. Like, that's why I almost think like, it needs to be somebody that's not necessarily your boss now because you know you want to be open and honest about everything that's going on and if it's your boss it makes it a little difficult because you're challenged to the aspect of well this person could theoretically fire me if i did say the absolute worst thing possible at this moment in time um you know i think that's why you know i think any any time is is the right time to have a mentor um you want to have it now because even if you're having a great you know you're on a you know you're uh, exponentially growing um there's going to be a you know time where that might not be going well and that's you know that's when you're going to want to rely on them more than ever 
Um, but like Derek said, even though you have a mentor, you know, it takes work, it takes time and you know it's it's not something that's going to be necessarily easy you have to want it and it's just as much work to be a mentor probably as it is to be a mentee but then again i wouldn't know because i am uh, not a mentor for somebody at the moment except for our listeners hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so i richie you brought up another good point um i mean now is the right answer now is the only answer to be honest but i do think that uh you highlight another point where it's like if you're feeling lost like that is the time to ask for help and ask for like a mentor to help you. Cause I think I, I don't do a good job of that, but that's when I know I need it the most. So something I'm working on. Mr. Rye, is yeah. there a mentor that you have or somebody that you kind of work with on a, any given level? I know you have a family too. So is there any family mentors or anybody that you talk to that kind of helps you get through the different aspects of your life? Um, I think, you know, especially, you know, the benefit of a mentor, I think it really depends on where you are at in your life. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, in high school, I think it's very important. Um, I think even college, and I think right now, I actually think the period you guys are at right now, it's a very important time um, because it is, uh, like you said, I mean, it's all about growth. And um, I think you really do find yourself and, and you grow and you find different challenges, um, living on your own, even things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's so... It's so it's so different. So it's I mean, it's it's a time of, of like I said, of growth. And it's uh, it's it's an amazing time period. So I think it is very important. Um, I think, though, you know, you do kind of don't need it as much as you get older. Um, but it kind of depends on your career. You know, a lot of people like to change careers over and over again, over again, and over again, you know, like every few years. And so in that case, you probably will need a mentor every almost every time you 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 uh, you start a new career because, um, you know, you don't want to make the same mistakes that people have done. You want to learn from people, um, things like that. But it's hard, like you've said, you know, um, it takes a lot of work um, because you almost have to seek it out. But at the same time, though, you can't like have like a sign on you saying like I'm looking for a mentor or something like that. <laughs> it's kind of happen organically. Um and I think that's um you know, I think that's that's when it'll probably be the most powerful and, and things like that. Right now, currently, I mean I don't I don't have a mentor too much, I would say. Um, you know, I would say um, if I do have problems at work or I'm I'm going through some issues, you know, I'll talk to my wife, you know, I mean I think she um She's the one, and also same with her. You know, she she started a new job maybe a couple of years ago, and so you know she bounces ideas off of me or, or tells me about problems too, and we'll talk about it, things like that. Um, because you know we we were yeah, I mean we're we're essentially you know even though we're working in completely different fields, um, you know I still think you know just to hear it out or you know hear things from a different perspective I think is very helpful, um, which you know we kind of get from each other, so that's good too. So I would say that that's she's probably my my mentor now is is my wife. Um, I'm probably sure I'll probably put a smile on her face though because all of that, so it's, you know be good. Yeah. How do you mentor? We haven't talked about this much, but how do you mentor your kids? How do you continue to help them grow? Uh, I know you can probably, Connor and I talked about this question before, which is, you know, you probably see so many challenges that they're going to run into. And how do you make sure that they're still able to learn and potentially run into those challenges while still being able to mentor them and coach them and be better, um, but still letting them, you know, run into their own mistakes? Okay. Now, are you talking about my personal kids, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 it's fine. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think, um, because you don't want to like hold their hand, at least I don't want to like hold their hand and show them how to do everything and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of times, especially for my older son, you know, he's eight. And so, um, 
you know, a lot, a lot of the, the, the lessons that we learn are from his mistakes, you know, and, and how he cannot make those mistakes again and, and why those happened and things like that. I think we talk about that a lot. Um, I hope he's learning from them um, because I think that for me would be more powerful than just me telling him what to do because he's someone that he actually doesn't like it when you tell him how to do something. He likes to do it on his own. So because of that, I think, um, you know, that's kind of how how we do it. Um, my other son, he's two. So really, it's just kind of, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the mistakes he makes, it's like, you know, building blocks and watching them fall down and, you know, like, how is this not happening? You know, so it's, you know, it's obviously different levels, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that's that's how mentorship kind of works and, and, and making a difference in some ways that you have to, you know, it's a very personal thing. It's very person to person. You know, it kind of depends on how they are um, and, and what how I think they might get something out of it, you know, and that's kind of how I attack those things. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And I so I, I think that's actually a great way to, to wrap up this segment. Um, unless Connor and Richie, you guys have anything else? Yeah, I want to put one more question out there because do it. Does a mentor have to be older than you? Because Ooh. You, you, you're finding a lot of knowledgeable people here. And what I've learned is when you give kids the right mentality and you guide them in the right direction, they are brilliant. And, you know, I think a lot of times we have ego and that over overrides us a lot. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people can learn from the younger generation. And I think Derek, Tech is a great example for that. And like you say, it's, it's, so, it's evolving so much. Um, even over the past 20 years, we've grown up with it. No, totally. I think, I think people younger than you definitely are mentors. And I think where people struggle when that happens is that there's some insecurity when you see someone younger than you going out and doing something amazing, right? And I, I immediately think of um, the kid who created Ethereum you haven't heard of Ethereum, it's a Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, it's a cryptocurrency exchange. And I read up on it and it is, it is insane. This kid created it by the time he was 18. And just like the, the thought that goes into it is like, I can't even comprehend as someone who works in tech that is just like incredible. And like, I could be sitting here on my Howard Harris and be like, ah, this goddamn kid at 18 created this whole thing, trying to get my money. But it's like, he is doing like that's that is insane and i think you definitely need to learn from people like that because they're the ones that are like really the mavericks of the world that you should really glean lessons from yeah because i kind of bring it back for me it's athletics because when i mean we're we're in that age point where we're seeing people enter the you know nba nfl that are younger than us and we're saying damn what did i just do with my life right we sit there and we like we mope a little bit but then we realize how much they've kind of gone through a lot of that stuff but I mean, it, it goes with like growing up too. I mean, a lot of the times, like I want to not give advice, but I want to, I want to be a helping hand at some points. So I didn't know if Mr. I, you had any insight on that. Um, if you've ever had a mentor that was younger than you. Um, I mean, probably not a mentor, but I mean, I think, I mean, inspiration, I think they're very similar um, because every single, my, a lot of my students, you know, they inspire me. They inspire me to be better. They inspire me to be better at my job. Um, and that's, I mean, that's that's kind of a role of a mentor. Right. I mean, it's you know, it's just to, you know, make you grow, make you, you know, reach your potential. You know, that's kind of what we all want to do. Right. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I think my students, they inspire me to do that. I wouldn't call them mentors, but um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can have a, a younger I think you can have a younger mentor. I think it's a little rare, but you can definitely have it. I mean, because. 
I, I think experience is is really what um, you know gets someone you know to get them to get them more not to get them knowledge and, and understand you know ways to go and, and a way to mentor somebody and make a difference in their lives. Um, and and you can have someone that's younger than you um, help you with that. And so yeah, it's 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 possible um, for sure. Like I said, you know, it also kind of depends on how what you're looking for in that case. Do you ever find some of your like uh, varsity players? like the younger ones mentoring the older ones at some points? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, especially, you know, if they have more, like I said, experience, you know, like if you have um, someone that's played on varsity for, since a freshman, right? And then um, they can definitely mentor a junior or something like that that's their first year, you know, on varsity. Um, you know, for sure. That's And that's a great example of it because, again, it's experience. I think that really helps, you know. I mean, yes, you know, age is, age is a number, but um, at the same time, though, like you've kind of all touched on, you know, I think it's really hard, too, for that, like, for that junior or something like that, because that's an ego thing, right? Whereas, like, oh, you're going to have this little, you know, like, <laughs> what to do with like that. But no, I mean, understand that, you know, if someone's a leader, then yeah, that then, then that is going to happen, which, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, just to jump on top of those two points that Connor and uh, Mr. I made, I think there's one other thing that I do to look for mentors. And so you guys have all heard my goal is to you know build a business, launch a business. One of the groups that I'm in is called Trends. And so there's it's this big group of people that are all pretty much entrepreneurs. And the reason I bring this up is because there are a lot of people that are younger than me, and I'm only 26, that have already been, you know, doing businesses or launching and building businesses for years now. And although they're younger than me, there is still this like little pride where you're like, well, like how much experience do you really have? Uh, but the reality is, is like they have a lot of experience. Like they're, they already know all the problems that I'm going to run into way more, way ahead of time. And they're definitely people that I've, you know, bounce ideas off of, talk to them. They're not necessarily, I haven't specifically like chosen a mentor out of there. Um, but it is somebody that I'm like, you know, I put myself in a position where I can go get a mentor if I wanted to, but I've also, now, you know, they are younger than me and they're giving me good feedback where I can just be like, yeah, like this is great. Like I, if I didn't know this, I would have ran into this problem. So I definitely think that there's, it comes with experience, like you guys were saying, but you know, experience doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you've been doing it for years and years and years. You might've done, you know, um, multiple different projects is projects in, you know, a couple of years while I've only done one. And, you know, that means that I, there's a lot that you might know that I don't know. Um, you might have done different shapes and sizes, and I've only done one shape and size. So, you know, there's different things that come out of everything, and um, I definitely think that there's an ability to uh, find a mentor uh, that is younger than you. The only other question I would ask, uh, I know we're going off our last questions here, is qualities of a mentor. I know we tried to figure out, like, how to seek a mentor, um, and I just mm -hmm. mentioned, like, hey, one other thing that I've kind of used is, is groups, not just LinkedIn, is, you know, find groups that you would like, uh, that are like-minded people that are trying to find, you know, also get better. Um, so that's one way I've been seeking, but, you know, trying to find what qualities make up a good mentor, I think is probably something, you know, once you've kind of found and narrowed in on a group, how do you uh, figure out that this is the right mentor and what qualities would you want to see from a mentor? I think the first and foremost, most important quality in a mentor is patience. I Like your mentee is going to stumble and fall and you definitely need to be able to be there for them, however that looks like. You can't really get frustrated so you have to have that patience. But I think more specifically, the uh, an important one is communication of the knowledge you have. Because you can be the smartest person in the world, but if you can't really communicate that well, then it's not really going to do anyone good. And Mr. I talked about it earlier on that he didn't really know if he 
like loved doing math, but he was really good at communicating it and talking about it with other people. And that aspect of mentorship is really, really important because if you can explain something to someone in a way that they understand, that is to me the, one of the most important things you can do, not even just mentorship, just in general in your life. I never, I haven't really thought about that because if I'm going to find a mentor, it's somebody I'm going to get along with really well. And that, that comfort level, like I'm going to go through all those like kind of stages that you bring to a close friendship in a sense, if we're going to bring it real back to one of our first episodes <laughs> on, on the ship series, but. Let's say to, to Connor, to Richie's a uh, long winded definition of friend. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, I don't know if, I don't know. I haven't really thought about specific qualities in that other than can I be as comfortable as possible with this person? Mr. I, any thoughts? No, I mean, I think you guys hit it, hit it around the head. Um, you know, comfort, comfort definitely is, is a big one because you do have to be able to talk um, about anything with them. Um, and so um, you can't be too intimidated. Um, even the, and I think that brings it back to Richie. I think you're talking about like your boss being, being a, a mentor. I think that's why, you know, an ex boss might be better than a boss. Like you said, I think that, you know, cause it is, it's a comfort thing being able to tell you anything, things like that. Also too, if, if they're your current boss, you know, they may have, you know, some sort of, you know, Oh, I don't know. Other game plan in mind that you know he's going to point you in a certain direction that, that he needs you, you know, something like that. Not necessarily looking out for yourself. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, you both hit around the head. You know, uh, comfort as well as patience. You know, because um, you know a mentor does have to have you make mistakes and, and can't tell you everything right off the bat because you know some things you do have to learn on your own. Um, obviously, they can give you some pointers in the in the very beginning, so that's helpful too. I'm going to ask one last question uh, before we go out of here. But before that, I do want to say, Mr. I, does your, does your son want to say hi? I'd love to say say hello. I can see him. When you, you're in the corner saying, shh. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's okay. I'd, no, no, he is. He was watching the Chiefs game. Say hi. Oh. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey. Chiefs are up. They're up. Nice. No, he's in New York right now. Richie, he's in New York right now. See? Yep. So. But he's in New York City. He's not in Buffalo. So, um, so they're they're actually skyscrapers where he's at. So. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-four right. to twelve. All right, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> all right. So the last question I have, Mr. I, Mr. I already answered it, uh, but I want Connor and Richie and I to answer it, which is, who are our current mentors? Um, and I want to start with Richie since he was the one who asked Mr. I. I have a couple right now. One of them is one of my old bosses. I do reach out to him, but I don't necessarily reach out to him as much as I should. I haven't reached out to him in a little while. Um, I've had a, quite a bit of sponsors that I thought were mentors of mine. Um, but when I like got into the quality, what makes us the quality of a mentor? You know, it's it's to me, it needs to be somebody that's not necessarily in um, part of my current situation with work and things like that. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for that person to be like. A mentor of mine because it's you can't be completely and forthcoming with everything that you might be feeling and how you, you think your current job's going necessarily because of the challenges that that uh, situation presents itself in um, but i would represent that person as a sponsor great sponsor great person uh, help me get get to where i am today and you know totally rely on that person um been great to me but you know i think mentorship um you know to me i you know i definitely need some more I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, I have, I do have one or two here or there. Um, but I personally, I, I think you should have surround yourself with mentors. We talked a lot about in the past around, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people that you look up to, um, people that you, you know, want to become. And for me, I just don't personally feel like I have enough of that. You know, I have one, 
I have one or two, but I could definitely use some more. And uh, yeah, I'm always looking. And uh, like I mentioned, I'll be using that trends group to uh, to, to, continue, to continue to grow and uh, continue to look for more mentors as I continue with my launching my business and other aspects of my career. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I'm glad we had this episode because I currently in my head don't really have like a true mentor. I rely on you two a lot to kind of push me and, and guide me in the direction because you guys, you guys are the homies, you know, uh, you're the baguette boys for a reason. We always trying to get that bread. And so you guys <laughs> kind of push me and drive me and challenge me. So that's why when I've asked the question, do you think, you know, does a mentor have to be older than you or younger than you? Or do you find like where you can mentor each other? That's kind of where I'm at right now in my life and talking more about it. I do want to go and find that person that can really challenge me and I can ask specific questions geared towards the career I want to go. So uh, I'm glad we had this conversation because it's really kind of opened my eyes a lot. Nice. I mean, this is the entire point of the Baguette Boys, right? Where we have these conversations to talk to each other and hold each other accountable. Um, so I, I agree with Con, uh, that Connor and Richie are both very much big influences on my life and mentors and just like push me in the right direction. I've talked about it on the podcast before. And if you guys want stories of when they help me pull my head out of my ass and put it in the right direction, I can give you stories in, in, in our DMs. But for right now, besides them, I really don't have any mentors. I I mean, I, my instructors from my boot camp uh, last end of last year helped a lot. And I definitely leveraged them as much as I could. But right now, not really, um, which sucks. And I do, it's actually in my job, job hunt right now, it's one of my biggest um, factors. I really want to find a mentor at my company. The biggest thing I'll say is that at Red Hat, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just like, oh, I want to write code and maybe build websites. I don't know. But now it's like, I really want to build web apps. Like that's, that is my driving factor. So I know what hot new tech I can say no to. And like, no, I want to learn from that person because I know they know what I need to know. So that makes sense. That's, that's what I'm going for. Love it. But with that, I think we will close out the episode. So the last thing we do before we close out our episodes is issue a new challenge. So Mr. I, if you want to participate in this, you're more than welcome to. Um, you can let me know throughout during the week if you do it or not. No worries if you don't want to do it, though. I'll try my best. We'll see. All right. Well, I think this one is a, is pretty forgiving for, for beginners and all of us in general. It's not shouldn't be too hard. So the challenge is learn a new word and use it in a conversation with someone that you already have conversations with. I love that one, man. My mom has been trying to get me to do that forever. The perfect time to do it. <laughs> Since the SAT, day, uh, one word a day. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah it's only it's a day a week, not a day a day a word a day. A, a word a week. Wow, made it the whole episode without doing this. <laughs> Can be a medical term. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Well, I'm excited for this challenge. I think it will go well. Um, yeah, let's do it. Nice. Secondarily, if you guys have any thoughts on how to seek out mentors, let us know. I think that's something we left a little bit unanswered. And so if you guys have any thoughts, we'd love to hear your guys' feedback on that. Yeah. Are there any like mentor, like kind of like a dating site, right? It's a mentor site. There's anything like that maybe? Interesting concept, Richie. Derek, Derek's looking to build a web app. So we'll, see, we'll let you know. <laughs> well, Richie, that could be your business you launch and I could be implementing it. Bada bing, bada boom. Go eat that week. We, yeah. Yep, exactly. Eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. We out.
Whoa. Sorry, let me put my baguette down. I didn't realize you podcasters were still listening. Well, since you are, why not head over to our Instagram page at the underscore baguette underscore boys and DM us. Let us know how all the challenges are going. And why not let us know how your yearly, maybe monthly, or even weekly goals are going. We'd love to interact with you guys and get new perspective to see how we can better ourselves and maybe even better you. Catch you guys next Monday. Peace out.